but I can tell by their loving gaze. Yeah, they're out. All right, so um, Virginia, uh, where are you? Just the basic, the, the platform that we're speaking from is basically the assumption of non-duality is being ourselves reality. Yes, that's the assumption. So everything starts from there and all the answers to everything that comes after is from there. Being ourselves reality, the greatest mystery is reality wanting to attain reality. Yeah, so now you could say the greatest mystery is reality wanting to attain reality. It may be weird if you have the preface before it, being ourselves reality, it gets applied, not as an esoteric idea, but you see it as a working, uh, a fundamental working idea that basically most of us, as what we're not, are in the act of wanting to attain reality as reality. But one of those realities is called Paul or John or Anu or Chris. And in that sense, as soon as there's the identification as Paul, it makes total sense for Paul to wanting, wanting to attain reality. But the, the underlying uh, that collapses all those flaws, F-L-O-R-R-O-O-R-S, is being ourselves reality. That's the stumper. That's the explanation of every other, every, all of the conundrums, all the cryptic statements. The assumption that underlying all them is being ourselves reality. You can't use yourself to find yourself. You see. Now, if you don't believe that your reality, that your and the reality is being a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, that you're at the wrong store to go through the mall. You'll probably end up here at the end. So. But all of your desires to arrive somewhere have failed isn't because of you, it's because you're already there. You see? This is what how the head reinforces itself. When there's a failing of a failed system, it blames the center of the system, you. Yeah? So basically, you're never looking at the formulas that don't work. You believe it's because you're trying to use the formula and you're the one that's disabled. You're the one that's got some, some uh, inadequacy there. And so basically you're gonna strive for lifetimes. And when the failing of all those strivings is in plain sight, it will be turned on this imaginary you. And it'll be you that has failed, yeah? You didn't kiss that foot long enough. You didn't stay on that pillow. Peace was just arriving when you got up to see if the laundry was done all these things and so it thrives on itself so when some when the system fails it blames the center of the system which is self <laughs> which is causes self to feel more irritable restless and discontent there is no self but that feeling of being one generates more irritability restless discontent and more seeking and then there'll be more failing more of it collapsing on you. You're not even a good seeker, I swear to God. Like for me, I wasn't good at almost anything. I was a, even a bad house painter, but I, 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 hang, I hang my hat on, I was a good spiritual seeker. I could sit for a long time. I had a good resume. I'd been to a few continents and stuff like that. But basically, 
every time something didn't work, it was because of me. Not that it was showing me the evidence of what a, a failed system can show you, which is it's failed, but it was being misread to reinforce this, the failed system. Yes. You keep trying to get out of something that you're not in, and your failure to escape that, you're blamed for. <laughs> so even your desire to get out of it is used to reinforce the in. Yeah? Wow. It's insane. So, so basically, being ourselves reality, or we are what we're looking for, we turn the attention and interest off of us in a certain way, or off off of us as the doer, as the one who's going to get it and maybe lose it, the one who can understand it, the ones who are going to experience it. And then we look at what we're not. We look at the activities that can easily be described as selfing. You can see them because you're before them. Yeah. So basically, all of that looking isn't used to look for what can't be found. Yeah. It's stopped. There's a stopping of that form of looking. And then you, you realize something that you can never find out, yeah, because you are it, yes? It's so beautiful in a way. So if you hear the message of non-duality, it brings a lot of the misunderstandings that our life and how this life seems to progress as this action figure, how that life uh, is, is generated and runs. There are many, many misunderstandings. And what happens with non-duality, it brings into contrast those misunderstandings where a lot of other practices and shit actually fit into that misunderstanding. There's an acceptance of you as what you're not and with the hopes that you're gonna get better or transcend or become more authentic or purify or whatever. But there's never really a direct questioning of the negation of that, yes? It's always like you're gonna do yourself out of this doer, but you can't do yourself out of the doer. Yeah, you can't have yourself out of the habit. You, yeah. So that's the assumption, being ourselves reality. Okay, so let's look at why that doesn't seem to be obvious, obviously, yes? Because there's a mental activity that we call selfing that's very, very fast. And whatever you meet, it, it says it's met it, yeah? So you are totally displaced by its narration of it as a you. Yeah. So basically you're awake and then there's a time lag and then there's you as not awake who wants to become awake. But basically the awakeness is the fact. And then there's an assumption that is seen as a fact. Yeah. So non-duality negates those misunderstandings. It doesn't point you in any direction. It to points to to what is having all the directions. Yeah just to see that because this long-lasting independent separate entity isn't a, a stationary point it's a direction yeah and it's a misdirection yeah so it's using what it is to look for what it is yeah so if you really want to have an awakening here it's a rude one really it's a rude awakening it is you wake up to the fact that Left with your own devices, you can never get it. Why? Because being ourselves reality. You can't experience it. Why? Because you don't experience reality. There's tons of experiences in reality, but there's no experience of reality because we are reality. 
there's a beingness of it, but there's not an experiencing of it, yeah? You'd have to be something else to experience reality, and you're not. As Ramana said, being ourselves reality, there goes the hope of experiencing it. Now, some people are severely bummed out about that, but if you could go further, it's hallelujah, because you are it. Because an experience usually comes and goes quite often. And a lot of times you're living in the gone aspect of the experience, trying to get it to come back again. When in fact, what you are is always available at all times, with no requirement necessary to meet it, because you are it, yeah? It always falls back to that statement, being ourselves reality. If you don't agree with that, you're probably not going to agree with the direction of non-duality, which is a negating direction. It's not an affirming direction because it knows the, the obscuring factor, which is that claiming of being the one who hears the, level, the loving description of what we are, because it's indescribable, first of all. So basically, you now start having concepts about what you are as what you're not. Yeah. There's no way to win in this situation. Yeah. There's no way to get out of what you're not in. And there's no way to get into what you're not out of. There's just no way. Yeah. You come to that conclusion and then there's an exhale and then every rotation of breathing is different from there because there's a chilled outness you couldn't get from 50 Thai massages. Yeah. There's just a dropping of this fucking urge or drive because we're really whipped in time. Yeah. Time is constantly moving us as if we're on one of those moving sidewalks on, uh, at the airport. Yeah. It just keeps moving us to some fucking departure or arrival. Yeah. Yeah. It's slavery in a way. Yes. Yeah. And this, in the case, the slavery. In this case, the slave, and there's no slave, but the slavery is based on without us knowing it, yeah? We're not even aware or conscious that there's a slavery going on, yeah? And then our idea of freedom is like, you know, being able to drink outside in public or fucking smoke in a fucking train station. This, don't fuck with my liberty, you know what I mean? It's a little small scale <laughs> in a way. So the real liberation is from the need to be liberated. Yeah. There's a loss of interest in liberation. That's the liberating quality. <laughs> That's it. There's a loss of interest in being. Why would you be interested in being awake if you're awake? You'd be interested in a lot of other things. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd be awake and then you're interested in other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then. But being awake, the interest doesn't fool you, it enriches you, yes? Because the interest and attention bonded to this idea of being a someone is enslaving us to that idea, yeah? The same interest and attention, when, when there's a loss in that preoccupation, enriches you today, yeah? Like you can switch from a garage sale, yeah? And then walk into satsang. There's no need to prepare. I was more unprepared for the garage sale than, than I'm ever unprepared for satsang because I'm always unprepared for satsang. <laughs> That's the only way it works. Complete unpreparedness. <laughs> now, when I applied that to the garage sale, it doesn't work that well. 
because <laughs> I sold a hat that I was actually wearing. The first sale was, oh yeah, I had put it down. Some guy picked it up. What? I got a fucking, you know, all right, there you go. I lost about 50% of the price. <laughs> So yes, so a, um, uh, you know, Virginia, if you don't know me, uh, thank God, really, it's, it's a good head start. And uh, remember, the emphasis is on the message, not, not the messenger. The message is basically your it, so to speak, yes? It's more like a tag. Uh, It's funny, you're it and you're never going to get it, basically. It goes hand in hand, yeah? So on one side, the you're it causes incredible frustration. On another side, the you're it produces an incredible relaxation. It's just basically where it's seen from, yeah? If you're so hell-bent at arriving at that it, you're going to be bummed out that you're it because you'll think it's it as Paul, yeah? What a bummer, yeah? But if you're it, through the recognition of all that you're not, it's hallelujah, yeah? And this is the whole point. Everyone speaks to me about, well, like attachment or detachment. It doesn't really matter. It's what's before everything that gives meaning to what comes after, yes? So I can't say there's any rote thing. Should I give up shit or not? I don't know. You have to find out yourself. Maybe it will be valuable for you. Maybe it won't because there's no inherent value in that thing. The value comes from us and not as Paul, but from us, yeah? And I found after this idea sort of uh, entrenched itself, the attitude and outlook of this experience called Paul has become very inclusive with a huge amount of acceptance and, uh, and in a, like a win-win system yeah in other words for me to be okay you don't have to be unokay yes and even in the relationship not seeing it as me and other but seeing it as us works incredibly now if it's me trying to see it as us that's just reinforcing the me yeah but i came to the us not through me i came through the us from what i am i recognize i'm not that me and she's not that other, yes? And therefore, us could actually get a, it's the dominant theme of our relationship, is us. Because if it was her and I, I'd be probably pissed off at her, and she would definitely be pissed <laughs> off at me. But as us, it's a larger thing going on, yeah? It, and it has a life of its own, and we're two parts of it. We've watched since we've met. So much shit has grown around us, so many people we've met so many things have happened that's of us not of me or her it's of us yeah so there's a power unbeknownst to all of us and like an unsuspected inner resource and it can't be found by what you're not it only is obvious by recognizing what you're not you recognize what you're not and you find out about all this yeah because it's blatantly potentially pregnantly available just like it happened with me, uh, it's just like a signpost, but I was busy in recovery and I had a privilege of sharing 
uh, how to go through a inventory process called the fourth step in 12 steps programs, a very important step. And there was a statement uh, in the beginning when they were getting into the nuts and bolts of it out of this book called the big book on page 64. And it said being convinced, which means to believe with certainty that cannot happen in one's head. The head is dualistic. So it's convinced and unconvinced. There's no being convinced while you're being something else. Yeah. The being convinced is from somewhere else, some other aspect of what we are. Yeah. Being convinced self and not the self, the big S self of Ramana Maharshi, but the small self of the feeling of being the doer when any doing goes on, the feeling of being the seer when seeing is occurring, the feeling of being the hearer when hearing is occurring. Yes. That feeling of proprietoriness, that feeling of being the owner of shit we have nothing to do with, that feeling, that feeling that's represented by a body, that feeling, yes? Being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. It's a beautiful statement in recovery because it separates this idea of self from us, yeah? It's super clear self manifested in various ways it wasn't paul manifesting in various ways is what has defeated paul it was self manifesting in various ways was what has defeated us the us has been sharing this idea of self yes the us like a a fleet of fords yeah was taking itself to be a special unique model yeah even though it drives like a ford it smells like a ford it turns like a ford the last thing it's ever going to notice is it's a Ford. It's got a special emblem. Yes, the I, me, my, and it's, yeah, so it blinds us to some basic obvious facts. Yeah, all right. So there's being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We're going to look at its common manifestations. Now, this one day I saw that word self and I saw it as a distinctly foreign activity. Yeah which allowed me to really feel how I'd been feeling it, which was a very intimate a sense of identification as it. I had been taking myself to be that idea since I was quite young, yeah? Suddenly, this whole apparatus, this whole activity soared as foreign. As soon as it soared as foreign, a possibility dropped in, which hadn't been available or, or had been misunderstood which was, I can be free from it. And then suddenly in a flash, mind showed me like a 30 year process of all my activities. And I could see that I had been trying to be free as self for a long, 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 long time. And I had been trying to be free from self for a long, long, long time. Yeah. But from self as self. <laughs> yeah. So all of my hopes for freedom, were defined by this mistaken idea that I'm this long lasting independent separate entity. They were not based on I being my self reality. They were completely based on the other idea. So therefore my idea of freedom was as that self or by that self or for that self. Yeah. But the real freedom was from it. And the way I had that freedom become available is I saw it as foreign. Yeah. 
or a parasitical movement, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter, but the imagery of it's not me was incredibly valuable because it stopped the whole, that whole fucking encyclopedia based on it, yeah? The volume was there, yes? And then something shifted, yeah? And it had, the shift had a lot to do with loss of interest. There was a lot of, there was an inordinate amount of interest and attention constantly going to this mental idea, yeah? And I realized very obviously that all the obsessing over self and self-obsessing over other things was a way of reinforcing the identification as self, yes? Basically, because it's not true, it had to appear to be true, and there was a lot of work for that appearance to be true to seemingly stay in place. So a huge amount of mental activity goes into making this idea up because it can't glue to what you are, yet it can appear as if it's what you are. Yes? Yeah? How does it do it? Very simply, the mental activity claims what's happening and implies that it's you that's even, is either being done by it or is doing it. Yeah? And if you, and it can only happen in time. So here's the event scene. Yeah. That's an event. You, you woke up in the morning. You didn't like proclaim, I'm going to see today. You were seeing, yeah. You woke up like that. Yeah. It doesn't like you wake up and then it takes 40 minutes for the seeing to kick in. You're just there. Like what? I mean, you don't have to do seeing exercises, do you? You don't really. You're just there awake. You're awake, and then the whole story comes in, and then you wear it like a fucking jacket, you know. I hope I sold it <laughs> fucking at the garage sale. I hope so. I had a lot of versions of it. <laughs> so, obviously, anyone, anyone right now can see what comes after. Maybe can't see what comes after, but can see what's before, which is the seeing, yeah? The seeing is, is what is the living, yes? It's the activity. And then there's another activity that arises we're not aware of, which is the mental one that claims the seeing. We are aware of it now, if you're at the satsang, hopefully. That's the point, one of the points, yeah? So now, yeah, there's a seeing, and then suddenly there's a sense of being the seer. And the seer feels like it's before the seeing, doesn't it? Yeah, because you feel like you're doing the seeing. So without you doing the seeing, in a way, there'd be no seeing. So you're more important than the seeing, obviously. The one who's doing the seeing is more important, so it just shifted a huge amount of attention and interest from the seeing to the seer. Yes? So now we're at, we, we come readapted to a noun-verb interpretation instead of just responding to the verb of living. Yes? Beautiful, really. So now... We're responding to the verb of living from a noun. <laughs> That's why it doesn't make any sense, really. That's why if you as a little kid showed up and looked at you as an adult and you were flipping about next week, your little kid would say, what the fuck? It's sunny out. Let's go outside and play. I can't play. I'm concerned about it. You know what I mean? The kid would be very confused. Yeah. Because the kid would be in the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching, while we're in the seer, the hearer, the feel, the taste, the touch. Yes, you see? So we get bond, bound by the noun, 
and then it drives us to seek relief for the noun, but all the seeking relief for the noun, as Ramana puts it, can be used to reinforce the noun. How is it going to destroy it? Yeah? That's the question to ask ourselves. This isn't like, this isn't like, oh, there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing, uh, wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. If that's the case, uh, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. Yeah? How can they destroy it? This is not like a spiritual aquarium that you're seeing. It's meant to be applied to your own experience, not your experience, your observation and reflection on how it's going. Does it fit? Do you, could it possibly be the answer to why shit hasn't worked out, especially in the spiritual realm? Because we're trying to get salvation for a non-existent thing. Yeah? And if that's the case, our spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? It's a pretty good diagnosis to sit with. Yeah? Because you're not going to get it from yourself, usually. You're going to have to make it for yourself, but you're not going to usually get it. Usually it's traumatic experience or a white light event, or you hear it in a satsang. Yeah? You're not going to hear it in a lot of other places because they have incorporated the path to fit around you as a thing. That's why the word path is used. What goes, what enters a spiritual path or any path is a body. A path is of something you take. For you to go somewhere, you'd have, it's like you gotta have a car. <laughs> the thing is, yes, we're gonna go to the highest mountain. Who's gonna go fucking go to the highest mountain? Sounds like you spiritually climbed to see this huge vista. It's all body-oriented, the whole language, yeah? And when you're chanting, you're not a body, you're chanting it as a body. So you're reinforcing the body identification because the only thing that wants to get out of a body is a body. <laughs> Everything is very clear they're not in a body other than the body identification. <laughs> I want to get out. Well, you've been successful. You've never been in. And then they go, ah. <laughs> they go, I stopped getting in of what I can never be out of. You're successful. You can never be out of it. <laughs> you've won. In one sentence of describing their, their, their heavy-duty experience, you were successful twice. Yeah? You can't get in what, you, you can't get in what you're not out of, and you can't get out of what you're not in. You, you've succeeded. <laughs> is it that simple? Yes, it's that simple. It is. Is it going to bring you everything you want? Probably not. Yeah. But you'll lose interest in that thing that wants everything it wants. Yeah. And therefore, maybe you'll have the ability to appreciate what's going on and have a level of enoughness in your life. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. That's the fun of it. You find out because you're not in the business of outcomes anymore. You just suit up and show up, like we say in recovery, and see what happens. Yeah? Yeah. So the whole point of the talks is to redirect. We're not, I don't want to hear a, a description of the indescribable. I don't. It doesn't go anywhere for me. I don't want to 
try to have an understanding of the in incomprehensible. It doesn't go anywhere. I'd rather have a comprehension. I like to have an understanding of what I'm not. That I can see. I can. I can experience what I'm not quite a lot. It's happening all day. That's usually what the narration is based on. Is the is the experience the a dreaming experience of an action figure? Yeah, yeah. So I can, and I can study what I'm not. I can't study myself because I'm the studying. So how is that going to be studied? You'd have to be something else to study that which is studying everything. Yeah, I can't study it. It's out of my fucking curriculum. Yeah, hallelujah. Yeah, and I'm not going to be a chariot of the gods. No, I'm like a Toyota. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's worked with me. And everything that I heard in non-duality has panned out to be true. That if I set out on a course to lose interest, that's going to be interest in self. Yeah. There's no way you can get out of the Chinese thumb torture. Every movement just is part of the tightening, yeah? So what's one to do? Nothing, yeah? Yeah, concerning this topic. So that's what's happening now. It's nice to see everybody. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna post the shit we didn't sell on garage sale and you can start bidding for it, yeah? Take all the bids till three o'clock today. Bring the first item. Bring the first item. Bring the first item. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, not the voting board. No, no, no. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, how to improve yourself. Bring that book. Yes. All right. Let's open it up. Can everyone hear me? I hope they can. They're all just talking. Yeah. Good. Hey, we'll op open it up and um, start our conversation. Anybody want to raise their hand? Hmm. No? All right. We'll I think Virginia's, uh, Virginia wants to say something. The live. We don't, we don't take questions at live meetings. No, no, I know we will. Go ahead. So, quick, um, so, you know the path of devotion? I mean, you talk about the 12 steps where there's a higher power. Yes. And you can surrender to that higher yeah. power. Does, is that also reinforcing? It can be, but it can also be dreaming ourselves out of the dreaming. Can you tell the difference? or are you... You'll tell the difference sort of like you'll be able to tell the difference between the trees by the fruit. You'll recognize it. Like it says, Jesus says, you can't know the tree, but by the fruit, you'll know the tree. So you start traveling that way and you see that it works. Yeah. Okay. So if you're actually convinced, you talked about being convinced before. So I guess that would come from... I didn't say you're convinced, being convinced. Yes, yeah. being convinced. So if it, if it comes from being convinced, then, then that's coming from a different place than the me deciding, oh, you know, I'm going to surrender as me to a higher power well the first thing is the me's never decided it's an afterthought it claims to be the decision but the decision will be in the brain somewhere the head is just an add-on <laughs> yeah? 
<laughs> Hold on a second. The Muji people are very loud. Yeah. They're very loud. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the action figure really likes it. It makes sense to the action figure surrender. Yeah. I have an intimate, I like how the Sufis talk about it. You can get the depth of Hafiz or Rumi, yeah. and yet they're running around the beloved and they're, they're doing that. And there's bringing, it's a beautiful artistic way of an expression here. Yeah. But that's rooted in nothing. Okay. Yeah. That's not rooted in to God and that it was, there was nothing, but then the two-ness of God and the devotion to it is beautiful. With the with the base of no thing, when it's that only that trying to get to the no thing, then yes, yes, yeah. So, you know, I got the action figure. It's like a big piece of steak. The idea of surrender because it's surrendered in this life many times to the cops and to other things. I had surrendered. I got run over a couple times one night. And I spent a lot of time in beds, hospital beds, over about a year or so of my life, hospital beds, without any ability to change any factor of what was going on, basically. Yes? So there were surrenders a lot of times. And then the surrender that was initiated through recovery, I realized what's going to really give meaning to the surrender is what you surrender to. So I had surrendered the care of my life over to this power, yeah, that I feel. And, uh, and I could recognize that something was doing for me and for others what we could not do for ourselves. And in AA recovery, I ran into so many coincidences and I've seen so many miracles. And I've seen people after 20 minutes of describing their condition, I would say, yeah, you're fucked completely. And after a few weeks, their life has changed. Yeah, so there's a lot of grace available. So that's on one level. And then the message of non-duality is just contextual, it's factual. So you don't, when you're blinded by the light, you still, you realize you are that light. Yeah, you have the experience of being blinded by light. You may be drawn to a light, but you are the light. That's not, so you're not thinking, tons of experience of light is going to bring you to become light. You are the light, yeah? So it frees you to really, it's sort of like the, uh, the Tibetan monks who do a beautiful mandala for a week with sand. They're fucking exquisite. And then the last day, they just move it all around, yeah? Some people would say, oh, that's terrible. No, they were way beyond that mandala, yeah? Because they've got that, yeah? So there's nothing that you need to hold on to or lose or have, really, that's going to replace that. So you can really be free to express. In my sense, I love the idea of something more powerful than the head and, uh, and to be open to have it work through me. And so I can see it in working through others. It's been awesome. And it's, I don't see any confusion with that experience and with... There's, you know, there's no one and nothing's happening. I don't, yeah? I believe there's dreaming and then there's 
yeah? And the dreaming to me can be, exp can be a beautiful expression, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's beautiful, thank you. Yeah. I don't like when it, sometimes when the head tries to get into non-duality, it dries everything up. It becomes arthritic and rigid, and I don't like it. Actually, when I was asking you the question, like it's sloppy. When, I was, when, yeah. I was, when I was saying the question, I really felt that it was coming from my head. Like, it's, there's, there's always like a doubt creeping in. Uh, it's, there's like a sabotaging yourself in, in some ways. But now you're seeing it. And remember, you're not that one that's doubting. And basically, that which is claiming to be the seer of the doubting, you're not. Yeah? Yeah. You don't have to, there's not like thousands of your knots. There's a couple and then there's, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not like work. You just see it. You see one aspect, which is now the revealed sense of self. Let's call it the thief. And then you see the other aspect is more active right now. While you're seeing the thief, there's an implying that that's the policeman. You're neither of those. That's the point, yeah? This is what happens with people. They're out there crazy, and in a way, it's successful because they don't have a huge policeman on their ass. So then they get sober, and now they're driven crazy by the policeman. And now it's demanding perfection, and they're fucking, they're, you know, they're dying for a fucking drink because they want to forget the policeman. Let me be the fucking thief, yeah? But the freedom lies not as a policeman or a thief, but seeing you're neither, yeah? Yeah. And a lot of people only get to see the thief as the self. They're not, they're not... The opportunity hasn't been uh, available for that other possibility, yeah? Because it's in seeing both that you get the neither. If you only see one, the idea, the, the perfected neither is still of that, yeah? It's not, the, the policeman isn't what you are, yeah? So you see both and then that's neither. If you only see one, yeah, it's spring, the other aspect of selfing is defeating you, just like the objectified, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see the two sides of the coin and then you're not in that currency. If you only see the one side, you're getting whacked from the other side, yeah. There's nothing like someone who's got a head full of non-duality. It's unbelievable, yeah. Trying to drop it now. <laughs> yeah, we used to call them non-dual Pharisees. They have the letter of the law, but they don't have the spirit of it. It's up here, yeah, and it's the policemen's now running around with robes, pontificating. You said I, you said me, you said you. <laughs> You're out. You're out. Yeah. What? That's what a policeman would do, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Any question? Uh, Virginia. Yeah, and then John and then Graham. Okay. Hey. Um. <clears throat> It's just so nice to see you. Can you hear me? Hold on one second. This is launch. Can we turn that off? No? All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been going on for a while. I know. All right, Virginia. Cool. 
<laughs> Sorry. Just so nice to see you. I saw you in England in Norfolk um, several oh. years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, and I've and I've been following you for a long, long time. Uh, I tune in every now and then to see if you've got something different to say, but of course you don't. <laughs> Sorry, that's a joke. <laughs> Nothing in non-duality. Uh, anyway, I really wanted to talk. I can't hear you very well. But, um, I wanted to talk to you about um, arthritis. Oh yeah. And about physical pain. Um, and that there's there's a theory that um physical pain can be trauma held in the body that needs that hasn't been expressed and that needs expressing and how, how do you do, do you agree with that and how do you see that in the context of non-duality i haven't looked into it enough to agree or disagree i don't know what they mean by expressing it what would that be uh, it would be just releasing, like through somatic experiencing, experiencing that trauma in your body and releasing it in some way through different various exercises. A lot of times, you know, I'm not saying this is the case, but a lot of times the head confesses itself of something by doing something. Yeah. So let's say I have a huge cathodic event. Did the cathodic event produce the release or did the head just say the cathodic event gives me permission to let this go? Yeah? Yeah, that's one thing. So I don't know what it would entail, what the expression would be um, and how, what does it have to do with non-duality, arthritis? <laughs> <laughs> in a way not much but on this experience experiential level it can be a drag for the action figure yes yeah yeah i experience it a lot i, a I lot. know and i had 12 bones broken in my body yeah so but uh again i would I would go more towards the suffering than the pain. Yeah. The pain is one thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's an add on of suffering. And I yeah. would say uh, duality would show a much more influence in suffering than the pain. In the pain, non duality would be more of an acceptance. Yeah. Doesn't mean you don't do anything, but there would be an acceptance. Uh, and then you'd move from there, not as a denial or wanting it to be different. You would. Yes, but yeah, so it have the non duality I find has a huge influence in the suffering. The pain uh, seems to be part of the admission of this little ride we're on. Eh? So it's funny, sometimes I try to do things to get out of it. Other times I don't and I just let it take its course and it seems to get better. So, but I can't, I don't think there's any right rote answer. I don't think trauma is the cause of everything. There's always mind is before all trauma. Yes. 
Mm. And I actually see this as an event of dreaming and it's not trauma dreaming, it's mind dreaming. Big yeah. mind. Dreaming. So I think mind comes before anything and everything and is the huge, the biggest influence of everything and anything. So I don't know how you can have a rote uh, way with that uh, aspect because, you know, we had an, ex like in recovery, you, you run into this event a lot where someone has an idea of what the worst thing that ever happened to them was, yes? Getting pulled over by the cops. And they, they for years they bitch about it, they share it with other people. Then they get re into recovery and they realize that if they didn't get uh, pulled over by the cops, they, have they wouldn't have recovered from alcoholism. So now it's the best thing that ever happened to them. Yeah, this is the role of mind. Yeah. And a lot of times, uh, most people, they feel trauma is of the body. Yes. Or it's located in mm. there. But Absolutely. what is yeah. body is mind. Yeah. Mm. The greatest influence of any relief in the body doesn't come from the body. It comes from mind. Yeah, it may appear as the body, but it comes from mind. That's my feeling. But no, I don't, uh, I'm not studying that or following it much. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I knew I met, you know, one day I was surfing. Uh, and then the next day I was in a jacuzzi with 78 year old people. And, uh, and I was talking to <laughs> these, my new friends. Because my knees, I had a thing where the, the knee went out in the water. And I was uh, sitting with my new friends and I said, I'm never getting an operation. And the guy, well, the guy says, well, pain's the biggest convincer, you know. So basically, I can't speak on the topic because my pain isn't that severe right now, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's the quality of life isn't really uh, at the expense of the pain. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, it helps with the trauma, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm more into the idea of the suffering. And I feel when does the when does the trauma end? I feel the mind can just make up new shit. Yeah. yeah? So you go through your eight, five traumas and you find there's five more traumas. It's sort of like you you deal with the family of origin problem and then you got to go to the family of origin from Mars problems, yeah? Because the head makes more shit up. So uh, I'm a, yeah, first things first. Yeah. yeah. I think there's also, there's a massive, massive industry built around uh, making the self feel better um, yeah. by a myriad ways from trauma to hypnotherapy to counseling to psychotherapy and all, all of the and then there seem to be more and more and more of these things that all are about making the self feel better but it all is as you say reinforces that identity with the self but it doesn't necessarily see there's no conflict with 
doing things to sort of it's not making the self better making the action figure better yeah, yeah, yeah. no conflict with that there needs to be a warning that goes with it that the mental state will be using whatever's happening to imply it's you yeah so mm. whatever you're doing if you're not doing or you're doing it's claiming to be the doer of the not doing and the doer of the doing and in that it's reinforcing so it's not the thing itself it's how it's being used yeah so no the action figure is looking to find some balance and to feel somewhat okay yeah but everything everything that's happening the mental state is claiming and is using or trying to use to imply there's a one to reinforce the idea of being yeah. the one you don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. so you got to take care of shit that's happening and have that realization or understanding that the mental activity is including it in its narration as the one yeah it doesn't necessarily stick it has no glue our not being aware of it is the glue yeah that's one of the points of these talks is to bring into light what's not available to be seen yeah we're believing where the we're doing meditation and we don't realize that meditation is being used to reinforce the idea of being the meditator do you have to stop meditating no just when you sit on the cushion be aware that something else is saying you're sitting on the cushion. That's all. That's, it doesn't mean I can't sit on any cushion. No, whatever you're drawn to, what works, do it. But realize there's a head that's saying it's you that's doing it. That's all. Yeah. Did you know before when you were doing shit that it wasn't you doing it? No. I mean, I thought it was me doing it. Yeah. And so the narration was just telling the truth. But see, me thinking I was doing it came from the narration. Yeah, it was lent to the event that was before it by the after. Because I was on a time delay. I waited for my head to tell me what was going on. And it was very, it, it's incredibly opportunistic and it jumped right in. Oh, I'll tell you, you had a terrible day today, Paul. What? <laughs> Who the fuck was causing it? Oh, it was that guy. <laughs> Oh, what? Yeah, I was out to lunch. And I, when I went to satsang, I saw the same thing. People go and hear that they're a lion and they walk out thinking they're a sheep. Yeah, so that point is, like when we used to tell the sheep and lion story, it stops after the young lion who's now been, became like a big head of the sheep herd, runs into an old lion and the old lion drags its young lion this oak to the water and it's the young lion sees its reflection finally compares it with the old lion gets it and the old lion goes roar and it roars and right five minutes before that the best it could do about roaring was taking three months of roaring classes yeah but it had forgotten well that was a pretty good move huh? that was fast <laughs> i know i know hold on Hold on, folks. So what happened is I realized it's not enough to give someone that sense of being a lion because as soon as the old lion left, the young lion, in about two seconds, the head said, wow, I had a lion experience framed as a sheep. 
So this is the warning that needs to go with you after you see your true face or your original face, because what's going to claim the seeing of your original face is the false face. And no seeing of the original face is probably going to stop that. It's going to do it. As long as you're physically alive, the mechanicalness of it is going to kick in. It's not choosing what to claim. Whatever it's brought into contact with, it will claim. It's not choosing, you know, there's no forbidden zones. Oh, that's spiritual. I can't touch that. No, it's just mechanical. Yeah. When there's an, an acknowledgement of something going on, like seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, there's the living of the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting. Something becomes aware of that. The mental state arises and claims that and now turns it into a narration. And a lot of us start at the narration. We miss the beginning part. And the beginning part has been re replaced with that which came after the idea of being the doer, the thinker, is now which is before. And now everything is explained from that before that's not before. It's to such an insane point that the before will become an after to the imaginary before, and you'll start using reality to try to attain reality. Yeah. This basic, we share them every week. Not to, not to have an understanding of it, but to have it there when the activity goes. So there's a recognition that matches the activity. Instead of responding to the activity, that's me, you respond to the activity of the being the seeing of it. And what that, the conclusion of that is it's not me. Yeah? With the information, that which when you saw it was, oh, that's just more of me, more of me. No, it will be stopped. That's not me. That's a huge fundamental change. Because we're worried about all the shit that happens way down the road we don't see how it all starts. That which comes after, which is you, the idea of me, Paul, the action figure, having subjective qualities, it has nothing to do with, yeah? It's like the flute claiming itself to be the master of flute playing. The flute never plays the fucking flute. Something else plays the flute, yes? So here, there's the event. The event just keeps being claimed without us noticing it and reinforcing the, un the presupposed non-existent thing. That's all. Do you want, all right, if it gets bad, you got to know where pails of water are. You got to know where the fucking emergency switch in. We're not, go we're not at that fucking intensive care unit. We're trying to go to where it's the conception of it. The conception of it is there's a living and then there's an interpretation of the living that's reinforced and supported by a narration of that who is living. Yeah. How are you going to derail it after it gets that momentum? You see it at the station. You see it at the station. You something something is implied to get on. You don't see anyone getting on. Something every time it's thought about, oh, you're already on the train. You don't remember fucking entering the train. Yeah, now you have an awareness that you weren't being accessed to. You were out to lunch and the narration took our place. Yeah, 
And now we're trying to get, we're trying to attain reality as reality. However it looks, that's basically what's going on. Like St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. That's the exact same thing as being ourselves reality, you know? The seeker is the sort, yeah? Can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Who or what would that message be appropriate to? Only to the Buddha, not to Steve or Bill or Paul, but we're under the assumption that we're, we're Bill, Steve, and Paul, not the Buddha, even though we're always and always will be the Buddha. And the message, that warning was given to the Buddha, not to Bill and Paul and Steve. That's why the message is never talked. It's not for you. It's we're trying to you're the obscuring. You're you're not the destination that the roadblock is blocking. You're the fucking roadblock. We're trying to roadblock through you and get to the destination, which is right where you are at all times. Yeah. That's the point of satsang. If the point of satsang was to reinforce the non-existent thing, it wouldn't be based in non-duality. Because the non-duality is a negation of that whole assumption that the non-existent thing is deservant of salvation for itself. It's just pointing out the fact there's no thing. Yeah. It doesn't mean you stop taking care of the action figure. Basically, you were never taking care of it. It's built in somewhat. Yeah. Oh, if I if it's not me, I'll be doing acid by eleven. No, you won't. You'll probably fall asleep on the couch in a sea of Doritos with a remote in your right hand. Yeah? <laughs> because there's never been you. Everything that's happened didn't happen because there was you and now there isn't. There's never been one. It, this is how it's going. Yeah. This is what to me, it was much more, this became ultimately important, like Ramana would like frame it as the problem or the greatest mystery. To me, it made no more sense to move from here. If you don't see this, you're going to be looking from it. Yeah. If you don't see the warning, you'll be the thing fucking so afraid and trying to gather warnings about everything else. Yeah. If you don't, I'm serious. That's, that was the message with me. It just put an end to my fucking going into metaphysics and going off into 14 dimensions. It means fucking shit to me because there'll be a story. It's you that's been at every one of those dimensions. <laughs> I'd rather just see the mechanicalness of the story of you. Yeah. And see that it doesn't fit. Yeah. And you're something prior to it. And why would you allow, if you're prior to it, how can it, that which come after, dominate you so much? If you're prior to it, it would be like that old guy Adi Daj said, you know, you have the ability to outshine circumstances and situations. Not as Paul, that's derived from claiming situations and circumstances, but what you are. What you are can outshine, let's say, fucking arthritis. What you are can outshine terminal illness, what you are can outshine 
a lot of things can outshine joy and bliss. It's just always shining. Yeah. It's not, it's almost as if the only way we can think of it is by comparing it with other specimens when it's a specimen in of, of its own realm. There's no way there's any comprehension from where we're trying to look at it from. That's great news. So we stop fucking trying to figure it out. Yeah. I believe, you know, we can find out a lot of stuff. Yeah, we can. It, to me, it's the better form of knowledge than knowing. Yeah. So when I give up the idea, I've realized my pay scale can, doesn't go that far. Yeah. So I give up trying to get this, trying to understand it, trying to figure it out. And what happens? A huge shift of interest occurs. And that which I wanted to have an experience of is the bouquet of me, which is presence. Yeah. I'm not going in and out of presence. There's presence. That's all there is. Yeah. The head wants to believe it's going in and out of a lot of shit, but it doesn't go anywhere. Ultimately, the context, the content never leaves the context ever. Yes. So anyone else yeah. went off for a while? Uh, hey, Paul. Um, that's kind of cool. I was actually going to ask or talk about or bring up very similar what you just talked about. Um, you just said today uh, something about we're not in the outcomes business. And I like that too. That, that was just today you said that. But well, it's a recovery. It's a very good, uh, yes. And, uh, and I'm, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I, 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 how you call it? I entertain what you say a lot or try to, and it's really very helpful. And, uh, but I'm very interested in like alleviation of suffering, you know, my suffering, not just some abstract suffering out there. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I like the emphasis on, you said something recently too about feeding the wrong mouth, you know, the knowledge, trying to get knowledge that's just kind of feeding the wrong mouth. That's very helpful for me or for, for me. Um, because I used to really get into the ninth dimensional, you know, whatever, but really, is it, what's that good for, for tomorrow? I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is this paradox is just really kind of cool. The, you know, the Buddha came here, you know, the cessation of suffering. That's a real thing. That's an important thing. That's a central thing. And, uh, and the action figure suffers and wants out. Absolutely. And that's okay. This is my, I'm just sort of reciting what I understand. And, but, you know, like, as you said, you can't use non-duality. You can't like, you know, use it for, for means, but this, but you've said like skillful means, like I've heard you say that like, and I, and I verify like surrender. I know it's not a practice now that I'm not saying that, but just like when you realize I like, you know, it's above your pay grade or you're not managerial quality. I have this job, you know, my, 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 unit, my job. And this is so cool to just realize, yeah, I, I'm not going to figure this out. I'm not going to find my way out of this, whatever the, this is. And it's just, it's like when you talk about like the, the gripping hands become the wings. It's just like really cool. Yeah. And, and what I'm saying is just, but I, and I'm not going to figure it out and I'm okay with that. It's actually kind of cool. The, the multiple levels I'm not going to figure out. <laughs> um, and uh, what am I saying? Just anyway, I was 
you just gave a whole talk just now to the to the person before me and i and i was going to ask about that or say i really enjoy hearing you not wrestle with but just kind of hold in your hands the the necessity of the pails of water sometimes you need the pails of water absolutely we're not against pails of water here and also just the the limited limitedness like there's pails of water and then there is something more than pails of water and uh anyway i guess i'm maybe i'm reporting i don't know what i'm i'm just saying thank you that uh and i'm saying that you're really right uh like entertaining this stuff like when i'm driving or just you know thinking about it you know where is the boundary between my pain my emotional pain in my case i don't have arthritis but i have like emotional pains and and spirituality and sometimes there's just pain there's just like i don't like this and okay i just don't like this i wish i wish this guy were behaving differently you know and you know i wish it was chocolate ice cream and i don't like vanilla you know and and it's like it's very freeing to just like to just be being not so much being pain that's not i'm not advocating being in pain but just like okay i guess we're in pain time now you know and i know that's gonna like be done because it has always been done numerous times in my life and anyway i'm doing the talking here but i really like it when you talk about this stuff so i'm just letting you know that i really enjoy when you express about this duality or this you know the pails of water and people go into spirituality because they want to because they're convinced that they're separate so they want to be together with people but that's just because they're convinced they're separate and and spirituality can maybe cure that convincement of separateness and but the, but being together is also kind of cool you know they have you know potlucks whatever you know members of the cult and uh so anyway so so thank you i that's all i'm saying thanks thank you you know see this is the subtlety You know, this, the, uh, like life's art is sloppy. A lot of the paint goes off the pre-described canvas. Yes. So you're going to always have to, well, you're not, but you'll be opened up to get larger. There's so much more is going to be shown. And a lot of things we may or may not like, but a lot of times we're brought to an understanding through pain that we never would have been brought to by reading eight, 20 pages or something like that yes or the sense of empathy uh where your own suffering isn't so isolated and and claimed as yours and you recognize the suffering of others that brings a certain rich quality in you so i don't see uh i feel living like life in a way is like being on an operating table you just don't get up you don't play doctor and uh you'll really appreciate uh the wisdom that's afoot so to speak yeah because we know a little really and you have to realize we we're seeing through a very myopic programming no matter how much work and stuff you do it's got a it's it's apertures are are synced to a certain point, they're not going to open up any wider. Yeah. So the point is the real freedom isn't through 
this programming or this action figure. It's before it, yeah? Yes? Yeah. So when in Rome, you got to do as the Romans do, and you got to render unto Caesar's what Caesar's, but you're not a Roman. Yeah, you're, you're not, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. And to me, the greatest influence in this world is the of, really. And we are that representative. We represent the of in this in. Yeah, we do. And then when that becomes obvious, you see the of everywhere. It's gorgeous to me. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, next one, Mike? Graham. Oh, Graham. Thanks, John. So I'm always happy to see you, John. And uh, uh, what you are and where you are spoke a lot just now. So that's great. It's, a, it's an acceptance of what the mental state in black and white sees as totally conflictual. Yes? It's, I love it when it all starts becoming... Uh, yeah. The idea of separating and, and compartmentalizing is of the mental activity, yes? Once those borders and boundaries start loosening up, that's a way of, that's a fruit that verifies the tree you're sitting under, as we said before. Yeah, yeah. All right, Graham. How's it going, Paul? Oh, it's going, it's going. Yeah, I have a quote to share from Ms. Sagradatta. Uh, he said, desire is the memory of pleasure Fear is the memory of pain. <laughs> well, what did he say? I think it, desire is the memory of pleasure and fear is the memory of pain. I think it's pretty accurate in this situation. Yes. And, uh, and that we're working off memory most of the time. Or the mind is. Yes, the mind, not us, yes. Yes, it, of course, that's how it sees. Like the Course says, it sees only the past. Mm -hmm. which memory, yes? Yeah. <laughs> Driving with the rearview mirror. <laughs> I find it mostly, there's a huge difference between pain and my pain, suffering, my suffering. That my, uh, it's only a two-letter word, but it signifies a lot of influence, yes? And that's the act of being identified as the one. And uh, I would think it's easier to get out of that than it is to get out of pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not in the first one. <laughs> and it really feels like you're in the second one. <laughs> so, yeah. I like to see... Uh, the my is not is not a, it's not like you've got to pick up a mountain. It's just something. If it clicks, it will really bring about a, a lightness into the traveling. The idea of my problem, you can see how much weight comes from the my, and and is distilled into the problem. Yeah, what is that my? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That sense of ownership comes with a lot of penalties. So if you believe you're the thinker, the thoughts will own you. <laughs> Don't they? Were you driven crazy when you were a kid by thoughts? Probably not, because they hadn't turned into yours yet. They weren't, 
anointed your thoughts. As soon as they're your thoughts, they seem to have an inordinate amount of influence in your life. What's that? Where did that influence come from? Not the thoughts. Came from some activity, yeah? That claiming, that identifying has a huge juice. It's a huge mover of juice in our lives. Huge mover. And most of us jump right to this thing after the mind and emphasize the problem, but not the mind. Yeah? Yeah. Yet the, what's more influential? The mind. It precedes a lot more shit than a problem does. It's not problem problem, is it? It's my problem. Problem girlfriend sometimes, but it's my girlfriend. <laughs> my, 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 my. Yeah? That's much more influential than what comes after it, yes? Look at it. Does the money give meaning to the my, or my money give meaning to the money? The my. Which comes first, the my? We, there's so many unseen roles that the head's playing. Yeah. We're outmatched completely. You need to see it before it, not after it. After it, it looks like fucking the Himalayas. Before it, it's a molehill. Yeah? You're the mover and shaker. And it doesn't matter. This isn't about living without the Everest. You just come to terms with it. Yeah? You're not in fighting with it anymore. You realize what's, it's not being oppressed on you. Yeah? You're the dreaming of it. Yeah? You come to terms with it. Yeah? You're not in a dream. You're the dreaming of it. It's different. Yeah? If you're in a dream, oh, I'm going to opt out. Yeah? But dreaming, there's no opting out. You're the dreaming. <laughs> Where's the, uh, I want to sign off on this. No, there's dream, you know. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. That's part of the dreaming. Yeah. So, like, people believe they're on a ride, but they are the ride. It's usually different. So, yeah, this is just... If you go back, the aperture has to open up more because what it does, it includes other apertures you weren't aware of. <laughs> and you, you watch out, you watch how this, the mechanicalness of the camera triggers that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're not of it. It's like we did the brownie and the big camera. I don't want to go through it again. But we're, I, we're looking through something, seemingly, we're looking through a program called self-centeredness, and we've taken ourselves to be the program. That's all. It's, it's an act of being identified. Now, does the act of being identified stop? No. But what happens is you don't fill it up. Yeah, you've been, you're in, the interest and attention, which is really our body weight, really, what we really are, has been withdrawn somewhat. And now you see what you used to look from. That's all. Yeah. And now there's a different balance. Yeah. You couldn't produce it. That's one of the acceptance. That's one of the realizations. I can't get out of me. It's impossible. Thank God I can give it up because it was fucking exhausting. Seriously, I didn't want to do a three-month retreat, really. Maybe at, at Spirit Rock, the food's <laughs> great there. But I mean, in fucking Thailand, I used to lose a pound a day. I did a three-week retreat. I lost 21 pounds. Fucking, they gave you a weak soup, and they gave, as a token, you'd get a yogurt drink <laughs> at 12. A little 
fucking probably expiration date, eight years before. That was it. Fucking 14 hours of meditating. Wow. It was cool. I mean, I saw mandalas moving and fucking peak experiences. And, but the, it didn't do anything to shift the power balance whatsoever. It didn't. It was all usurped very quickly to produce another appendage on self, a spiritual appendage, <laughs> which I got fucked by. <laughs> so, all right, anyone else? I see Helen, Helen C. How are you, Helen? I just want to say hello. One of my, my favorite people. Yeah. All right, anyone else, Mike? I also got a hand in the other hand. But I wanted to ask, did you um, ever see the Saturday morning kids show, H&R Pop and stuff? No. Or anybody here? It had a talking flute on it. A talking flute? Yeah, when we were talking earlier about the... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this really is the dreaming experience of being that flute that's, that we then... I call them dreaming leaks, right? We can't have, like, not have animations that are, oh, those aren't really talking. Yeah. Just, just somehow the contrast of this really isn't doing the same thing. <laughs> It was very cute, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's say goodbye to everyone, eh? It's a, a while. Let's see. Oh, we got Sasha. Sasha from Germany. Have we ever figured this out about the writing of the book? Not yet. I'm still waiting for James's uh, email. Sasha, <laughs> I'm sorry for that. No problem. <laughs> Thank you. It's, uh, you've run into the disorganized maelstrom of zenbitslap.com. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank right. you. Nice to, nice to meet you, finally. Yes. Nice to meet you. Thanks. Kenneth, as always, thank you, Kenneth. Thanks for your share last week also. Yes. Tariq is still living in Dover, New Jersey. Nice to see you, Tariq. We got Sonia. There you go, honey. Roman, a friend of ours from Germany. Always a pleasure. We got Vlad. Vlad, are you you're still in Siberia? I'm in Portugal. Oh, you're in Portugal now? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I came here a few days ago. I heard Siberia is burning. A lot of fires. Yeah. It's very hot there, yeah. super hot. Yeah. Same like Portugal. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm happy you're there. We're gonna, be, you know, we're gonna be in August. In August. Yeah, we're gonna be August, September. We may come to Spain for a weekend to do a talk. Okay. Yeah, we'll be here. We'll be there August 26th to September 16th. And one of the weekends we had a good talk. I don't know, but we'll talk about it. Okay. All right, Vlad. Thank nice you. To nice to see you, Jim. Nice to see you. Save that coffee to the next time you see us. Next time you see us. Bring in all that coffee. All right. All right. Helen, as always, we got Mark and Lorraine. Mark has been doing quite well. Nice to see you, Mark. I think he's taking a nap now. That's great. Good way to receive the message. I can't, I don't, can't move the thing. Oh, there you go. We've got uh, Mike in my own, what? Mike's in my house. He's in the kitchen. <laughs> Do 
Tommy, thank you again, Tommy. I think you're in Ireland, Tommy, right? We got Gio from Brazil. Nice to see Hello, you, Gio. Paul. Hi. Nice to see everyone. We got John K. Thank you, John. Yes. Yes. Why is it? Yeah, yeah. We got uh, Matt. Matt J. Hey, nice to see you, Matt, again. Thank you. Linda, a pleasure, as always. Very nice to see you, Terry, all the time. Very nice. Thank you for coming from Maine. Uh, let me see. Oh, there's, uh, there's Mary G. Always a pleasure. We got Nico. I haven't seen Nico in a while. Still not seeing him. It's a blank screen. We got uh, Dade. Dade is uh, falling asleep on his shoulder. Wow, he's going to have a bad neck when he wakes up. Somebody wake Dade up. This. Wow. <laughs> Johannes from Germany. Nice to see you, Johannes. We got Connor from Dublin. Always a pleasure. Thanks, man. Thank oh, you. Pleasure. Harry and uh, Judith. The one-two Kona punch. Yes. <laughs> no mental state can withstand a one-two Kerry and Judith punch. No. No, that's right. There you go. Looking forward to seeing you sometime soon. Oh, very soon. Oh, good. Oh, that that sounds good. <laughs> All right. Mickey, always a pleasure. Thanks for sticking with us, Mickey. Yes. Rich. Always a pleasure. Another guy. I'm very happy to see. And there's John. John has made a return. Uh, he's come back in for a while. Nice to see you, John. Yeah. Chris. Very nice, as always. Imad. Oh, Imad dropped in also. Nice to see you, Imad. Yeah. Oh, Norman. Norman. He's got a new hairdo. Chilling. Yeah. Wishing he was in Austria. <laughs> We got Tanya, Tanya, fantastic Tanya. I want to really appreciate everyone showing up. It's, uh, yeah, it means a lot to me. Walter, Sonia, Graham, Jacob from Seattle, Nick, Alan, Roger's phone, Shane, Graham again. Oh, Debbie, always a pleasure. Sonia, there she is again. Walter from the Netherlands. Hey, thanks, everybody. And you woke up tomorrow. I woke, I woke him up, man. Hopefully it's next. Thanks, Paul. Oh, had a short nap, Paul. <laughs> long, long day. It's going to be, I thought it'd be painful later. We were talking about arthritis. Wow. All right. See everybody. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Thank Mike. You. Thank you, Paul. See you guys. Take care.